Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. G'day, Justin Hoff from Rightsource here, talking all things not-for-profit governance in the great outdoors. And um, from the, the period of time that's just gone, it's been quite a stressful time for boards specifically and not-for-profits, but everyone specifically, um, but there has been stressful time for boards. And specifically, chairs of boards um, have worn a lot of load during this time in terms of having to make decisions with very imperfect information and often very quickly. Um, so chairs and CEOs at this point in time are, are, can, are a bit tired. And so what you're starting to see uh, is a lot of boards going well as a time to you know, change our chair and, and give, give them a break because they've had a hard, a, a pretty exhausting time. Is it time to let someone else take the load? And it brings up a question, well, what exactly is the role of the chair of a board? So what do they do? Um, so that's what I thought I'd talk about today, because it's very interesting, uh, looking at uh, the directors and, and then what the chair in that, in that setup does. It's a little bit of difference between um, how a chair comes to be if you're an association or company limited by guarantee, but effectively the role is the same. And the role isn't a legal one, which is interesting. It's not, there isn't a legal requirement, or let me say, there isn't an additional responsibility on the chair from a legal sense than any other director. So that from that point of view, all directors have the responsibility to make sure the company runs effectively and that it's all all the governance and decisions that are made are in the best interest of the company. Great. So what does the chair do? Because I haven't actually answered the question there. So the chair then is the facilitator of that group and the leader of that group. In doing that, and I think the facilitation part is very interesting part of that process is that what the chair is there to do is to help the directors and the board meetings and run in a way that comes to a good decision. So they're really there leading that process of decision making. Not making the decisions for the board, but leading the process of decision making. And that's a very important point. You do see some chairs that come in and they feel that the way to help the board run efficiently is to be have made the decisions before the board meeting or pretty much made their mind up on where the decision is going to go before the board meeting. And effectively, the board meeting then becomes a, uh, does this change the mind of the chair? I suppose that's not how I would see the role of the chair. What the role of the chair is as a director coming to that meeting with a view on where they sit on the issues, but then to help elicit from all the other directors their view and to facilitate a, a commonality of view to come to pass or at least the board process where if you do get some that don't agree or can't exactly get 100% on board with the decision that you get to a point where everyone's comfortable as a board to have made a decision and to support that decision irrespective of their, of their separate uh, positions on that decision. And that's a very different process because your opinion as a chair is no more valuable than all the other directors on the board. And that's where a good chair and the role of a chair is that facilitator approach where, sure, you're a leader, but you're a leader that's facilitating. You're not a leader that's directing. And that's a very important point. Because also, 
I think to facilitate actually requires more effort because you as a chair need to be across all the topics and not just the board papers and doing the pre-reading, which everyone should do. You need to have probably a slightly deeper understanding of that to try and help preempt questions that might come from the directors, but also help the CEO or the company secretary or the committees put those papers together in a way that makes it clear for the directors and the board and helps that decision-making process. Also in setting the agenda, that facilitation process, making sure that topics that do require more discussion have more time in the agenda, have the space in the agenda to be discussed properly, whilst also understanding those decisions that are pretty clear cut, making sure they're not spending undue time in those processes because that's the balance you need to make. So there's a lot of work pre-meeting a chair needs to be, you know, discussions with the CEO and COSEC in terms of how the meeting's gonna flow, making sure they're across the papers, and making sure everything's pre prepared and presented to directors to allow that decision-making process. It's very much a, a role of the chair. Also, following board meetings, the chair will be involved in a lot more communication and is that, that touch point between the board and the CEO. Now, the company secretary can definitely help with that communication process, but fundamentally, the chair and the CEO, that relationship, that flow of information between those two has an immeasurable impact on how well an organization is run. So from that point of view, one of the key roles of the chair is, again, the facilitation or that building of a relationship with the CEO and having the time available to ensure the CEO gets all the information from the board that, that they need in terms of the work they need to perform, the actions they need to perform, but also in terms of being able to ensure the CEO is someone that they can talk to about issues that are going on within the organization and get that measure about when things need to go to the board. And that, that is really important for a CEO, but also can be the time where if things, definitely if things aren't going well in an organization and a CEO is struggling, that time the chair needs to spend in the organization is really important. So when we look at what it, requires to be a chair of a board. I actually would say that the running of the meetings is a relatively small, it's an important part, but in terms of the investment of time, it's actually a small investment of your time. Quite a lot of the chair's time will go outside of the board meetings, both in preparing and also providing feedback. And then lastly, quite often a chair, and it's not all the, all the, all the time, but quite often a chair will be a spokesman for the organization. So. That again is something that may require time, both in terms of training, because if you've never done um, you know, media engagement or that type of work, there is definitely a skill set that you might need to train yourself up on. But again, that's time. And if things go wrong, or if there's, there's announcements that need to be made, the chair quite often needs to at least be a part of what's being made and potentially even making those announcements. So it's the time investment of the chair. Now, what I do see where chairs are stretched, or if your chairs are multiple boards, that time commitment that you need to make to those boards can get stretched. And where a chair is not able to put that time commitment in, that's when the board can suffer. And that's often when it's time for a change. That's the role of the chair. The other important things, I suppose, to consider in that chair position is the selection process. So obviously making sure that when we're selecting a chair, you're taking into account that role, obviously, 
if you can put together a position description that encapsulates sort of what I talked about then, but what your expectations of the chair is, that's important because then that helps set, set the expectations and the selection process. And obviously with the chair role being so important, having a, a succession plan is important. Now, you can do this either through um, effectively a process in that you understand you know, a chair is going to give six months notice and then you'll have a process in terms of finding a new chair. Another good process is that ability to have a deputy chair. So have someone within the board already identified as being the successor to the chair. It's not necessarily a foregone conclusion, but you know, someone who is there and is potentially going to take on that role. That also is useful sometimes to have a deputy chair where if a chair does suddenly become unavailable for the board through injury or illness or, or just, you know, not being able to be there for whatever reason and something urgent happening, having a deputy chair that can step into that, uh, step into the breach can be quite useful. And also then that does help with the succession planning and the clarity so that you can have a nice clear process in terms of moving to a chair. And that's, I suppose, that final step, that process of changing chairs can be quite complicated if you have more than one party who wants to be chair. And again, I would say lean on your company secretary for that process. Um, I've been through it where there's been um, two directors who, who believe they could be a good chair and the board unsure which one would be best. And, and there's been a process that's been gone through to help define and decide who's gonna be the chair, but then also help the board move on. Because whenever there's a contest like that, you want the, the best person to win and you also then want everyone to get on and and move on because again the chair has a specific role within the organization but the importance to the organization in terms of decision making is still on the same level of all directors they just have a whole heap more work to do in terms of communication and facilitation so that's some thoughts on chair it's, it's a big role and it's one that if you get it wrong it can have a, a, a detrimental impact if you get it right it can have a fantastic impact so really think about what you want your chair to do and find that person either within your board or if there isn't one within your board find that person who can be that chair of your board that can add value to your organization and really help it achieve its purpose as we all want it to achieve if you liked what you heard today feel free to subscribe to the podcast series and if you'd like some more information check me out on linkedin i'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have otherwise thanks for listening it's Justin Hogg from RightSource.